0: to the make it playable podcast a dnd based podcast where we build playable versions of your favorite superheroes comic book personalities and other character ideas we use standard rules and procedures provided on dnd beyond sprinkled with a little unearthed arcana for mild flavoring join me ted Wright, and my friends kelly coster and tony coster as we bring your favorite characters to the local gaming table Welcome to Disney and Dragons, Episode 2, Cinderella.
1: So, welcome to Make It Playable Podcast. We're here, everyone's here. We actually have a special guest with us today.
0: It's a co-worker of mine, Jake Sweet. Welcome. Hi. Welcome.
2: Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you. Uh, a little background for my D&D experience. I've been playing for about two years, uh, mostly in my own homebrew world, uh, i Ran dozens of different uh, groups. I ran paid games on Roll Twenty. I not a long time, but I feel like it's a pretty dense amount of D and D in that time for me.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was in a similar, but I didn't d- I wasn't DMing as much when I got into it. But I consumed like about hundreds of hours. I was working a warehouse job when I got into D and D, so I got to listen to podcasts for. Well, at that time I was working like 12, 13 hour shifts, so I just had constant games in my ear for, for days at a time so I was able to, so that's yeah you scared me how much you like I went from <laughs> I went from nothing and then one day I come over to Kelly's house and I'm talking about this stuff he's like where'd you get this yeah I'm like
1: you knew nothing to, I, like, like, I, I like I, I D&D's probably D&D's mentioned it a comfort conv- <laughs> like a casual conversation to you before you got into D&D You're like, like oh yeah, yeah like oh it's uh, something like I don't understand okay whatever and then suddenly you came over one day, and you were just
0: like, "Oh, so this, 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 this. What do you think of that?" I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't know anymore." I started. I did. A, I did a little one shot and stuff, and now I'm. I'm. I'm hooked. I can't. Yeah. I got. Fortunately, I'm just thankful my wife got hooked too, and she's into it. Because <laughs> before she started playing, she's like, "Are you playing again?" Yeah. Yes. 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 I am. Of course. What so what else am I gonna
1: yeah. do? <laughs> and then I got everybody and. We have our entire drink group training. But yeah, uh, today we are continuing on with our Disney Princesses builds, Conti- kind of basing them like from the ideas of Squid-alicious. To squish. squish. squish it. Squish-alicious. Squish-alicious. squish My apologies, <laughs> My apologies yes. for messing that up.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We will ignore the other one that Kelly said. Oh, delicious? Yeah. <laughs> it not, not, it right. sounds like
1: Japanese cuisine, like you're trying to eat some sushi. It is not. No, no. It is not. It is <laughs> not. <laughs> it is not. You can stop now. Anyway, uh, today we're going to continue on with uh, Cinderella. Yeah. Yep. So we already talked a little bit about it as we're getting everything set up. So.
3: Yeah. So uh, uh, Squishalicious... Um, put up her Princess with Class um, artwork and uh, she has uh, declared that uh, Cinderella would most befit uh, a paladin class. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we're going to start our discussion now, is does Cinderella feel like a paladin to all of us,
0: or what other class
3: would most befit a Cinderella
0: I kind of want to hear the rest of what Kelly was talking about earlier with the with the, how old Cinderella story is because I did more research on Snow White, but I really didn't I didn't do as much research oh. on Cinderella. Do not expect me to be oh, an expert. Yeah. <laughs> I did like
1: I did like an hour of research before we started this. That's, and, that's like, about what I did for Snow White, and, in, and it felt in like the midst enough. of it. I was also messaging about different stuff that was going on, so uh-huh. I I may have forgotten the majority of it. That's fine. But basically, there's not like one true like known origin of the Cinderella story. There is like a yeah. point of. Of like it becoming the like name Cinderella. Before mm-hmm. that, there's a lot of stories that almost mirror the story we know of as Cinderella of somebody being raised in a not so good household, being taken in by someone of great wealth or power, mm-hmm. and yep. having it take away for them, and or like only being for temporarily, and them searching for the out mm-hmm. Right. That story, like. It's the oldest
3: story came from ancient
1: Greece. Ancient Greece. There's also yep. some like some stories in Egypt, correct? Yep, which are like very similar to to it. So
3: yeah, it's everywhere. It's not just. And it's one. In, it's not within the central. Uh, it's not within just Europe. It's also Asia. Asia. <laughs> There's Asian countries that have a similar Cinderella story, and so yeah. I think that's kind of what we discuss now is what is really a cinderella story to us what captivates or the cinderella story and how do we tra- transform that into
0: a DD character story so i'm, ca- I'm kind of curious where she gets um the paladin aspect of it um i i like it because it gives more of um even if you don't have to even if you don't think of cinderella as a like warrior it kind of gives more of a fighting instinct just mm-hmm. like a like a like a soul feeling mm-hmm. that we're just embodying through a class well, yeah
2: if it's a oath of redemption paladin those are very much violence slash store, trying to talk yeah. out the issues yeah so 100 um, percent agree with that but i, I do want to know more where she gets that from because i can see her becoming a paladin After, like, the classic Disney Cinderella story, but just the story that we have from the Disney franchise is very. I'm not quite sold on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know she's making the fairy godmother sort of the uh, agent. Well, the deity. deity. Or the the oath holder. Yeah. The one that gives her the oath. I can see that.
3: So, I. I'll have someone read the Oath of Redemption, because I, I would agree with Jake, is that for me, looking at the Paladin class as, uh, as a Cinderella, uh, no other class in here fits Cinderella. If, it, if she is going to be a Paladin, she
0: absolutely has to be Oath of Redemption. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, The tenets of the Oath of Redemption hold a Paladin to a high standard of peace and justice. Peace. Violence is a weapon of last resort. Diplomacy and understanding are the paths to long-lasting peace. Innocence. All people begin life in an innocent state, and it is their environment or the influence of dark forces that drives them to evil. By setting the proper example and working to heal the wounds of a deeply flawed world, you can set anyone on a righteous path. Patience. Changes take time. Those who have walked the path of the wicked must be given reminders to keep them honest and true. Once you have planted the seed of righteousness in a creature, you must work day after day to allow that seed to survive and flourish. Wisdom. Your heart and mind must stay clear, for eventually you will be forced to admit defeat. While every creature can be redeemed, some are so far along the path of evil that you have no choice but to end their lives for the greater good. Any such action must be carefully weighed and the consequences fully understood. But once you have made the decision, follow through with it knowing your path is just.
3: So I read somewhere in my research about Cinderella, and for the life of me, I can't find it, but the, the words that were given to Cinderella, because Cinderella is the story of, uh, of a daughter of a merchant and his wife. Early on in her childhood, she, uh, her mother dies, mm-hmm. and is left um, in the care of her merchant father, but her merchant father travels a lot and so he marries um, kind of this other person uh, that takes advantage of um, of Cinderella's father and also of Cinderella. Uh, but one of the things that I read in the story is that before Cinderella's mother died, um, she kind of gave this little, and I want to say it's kind of an oath, it's um just a little bit of a tidbit of a way of living for cinderella is to be courageous and always have faith and kind of live your life uh encouraging others and using violence as the last resort <laughs> and as soon as i read that i i said that's oh, that, makes sense, that yeah. is where paladin makes sense uh, and having this oath of redemption is by far the best best choice for uh, for a paladin. Mm-hmm. But that would be me. I mean, I I'd be open to hear any other uh, any other class options that we could come up with for a paladin because I think having um, having this uh, kind of strong uh, strong character in of itself. Like, you have to be a little bit more strong to be a paladin um, in the D&D universe. Uh, So, it kind of, it makes sense as a roleplay aspect, um, as a functional uh, functional aspect, the mechanics-wise,
0: it might not make sense, so maybe there's another class that mechanically makes sense. I I like the idea of a paladin oath of redemption because it doesn't rely on a deity, and I think so, I think for me personally, Mm -hmm. When we talked about making a Cinderella character, my first thought was, "How do we relate her to the fairy godmother?" But I really, I like this a lot because it's like, no, this was given as a child. This is something that she was trained by her, or yeah. by her mother, or it's like ingrained in her. Before it's more of the an ideal
1: rather than an actual, like yeah. deity. Yeah, it's,
0: it's absolutely nice as well. Very much makes sense. To me.
3: So we think. Paladin oath of redemption makes sense? Is this is yeah. 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 Okay. I'm looking
1: through the list here and none of the other ones makes sense for a paladin. No, like, everything, the, for, everything, everything else has else to do is with something. Yeah.
2: Maybe oath to the crown and she makes an oath to her new husband. Her new her prince. Uh you know he's prince, he's royalty, he's gonna become a king, and she makes an oath to the kingdom and the crown as well as part of whatever. Yeah. Um, but then we, I feel like we're kind of just getting away from like the actual Cinderella story and yeah. like, this is what happens after she's after the Cinderella story. Yeah
3: sort of stuff And the aspect of a Cinderella story is really coming up from absolutely nothing from yeah. the worst situation
0: possible living through it, being determined to live through it and be up. Uh, and that's where I kind uh, of like I, w- I think starting off here is, is a good place to start. Because that's what she can hold, that's her hope that she holds on to, yes. that oath so, that she makes. Yeah. So, yeah. cool. That's. Oath of Redemption. Very, yeah,
3: I think we'll do. Uh, Squish is two for two now. Two for two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have I to say, too, like everything that she has done, uh, as we look past, it's past, feels past, well it, thought It feels very well very thought out. Well. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, if you go check her out on Reddit, check her yeah. out on. Patreon, and she does some amazing artwork, and I, I think that her the way that she classifies her princesses are great So the next step here is to try to determine uh, What type of race? Uh, a Cinderella would be Now I have my thoughts, but I want to hear everybody else's first
2: I could see uh, a and the fairy godmother is her sort of angel, old guider. So I can see mm-hmm. that, like a yeah. defender or, prote- or protector. I'm forgetting the actual last name. Yeah, I can see ASMR oh, that's and that's where her connection to the fairy godmother is.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We'll continue to scroll through okay. Indie beyond at a slow pace. Yeah. <laughs> and you can feel free to play the Jeopardy music at this point. Because
0: I think are yeah. just going to continue to scroll I, through your I kind of want to look through some of the human variants. I'm curious. <laughs> there's. Yeah. A well, lot a lot of those, of those
3: variants are from Eberron. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Most of those, all the marks
3: of. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a, a human variant, I feel, would be pretty fitting too, because you humans are very much going to be the ones that uh, are willing to do the job to completion and that was her parents and her herself as well yeah so i, I think even even though i i think we're trying to stay away from that human yeah well, <laughs> we're yeah. trying to figure out we're what trying, other we're, types. we're pretty far away for for, for snow white yeah <laughs> so we're trying to figure out like what these princesses would feel like as non-humans um, but uh, I think a variant human, or a, or a human of, uh, like maybe uh, at making, handling, maybe or handling. making. Um, let's see here, like human handling. They're uh, humans actually, of innovators and achievers be. and pioneers of the world. Okay. Um, they, it gives its bearers a primal connection to beasts in natural in the natural world. Um, I mean, you can definitely see that. Yeah,
2: she has all the little mice. Yeah, all the those little, little animals
3: the that she communicates with. I think that's a good uh, a good option as a human, not just doing like the normal variant human, uh, but a, a making.
1: Yeah, yeah, we found our third uh, third reason to tie in an animal. Between Warlock Patron with I do order have it. another idea about that, but we'll do that. Um,
3: so I, I go along with the same route that Jake does. I think that an Asmar is a good fit. An Asmar and even a Tiefling, they are both legacies, bloodline legacies. Uh, tieflings can be born of humans
0: you know, as well as other Tieflings. Yeah, and with variant Tieflings, you can make them look mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. Yeah. Like people. Mm-hmm. There's like skin t- you can do like a skin tone change or a couple different things so she doesn't have to look out of place, just maybe a touch different. Yeah, so and I think having,
3: and, and the Asomar is the same way as a t It can be born of human uh, human parents, but have this bloodline kind of uh, emerge and of mm-hmm. yourself. And being a Cinderella being one of beauty and of kindness and courage uh, that, to me having that almost celestial legacy fits with uh, with who she is. And then Jake you brought up a great point about having the uh, the fairy godmother as kind of her guide along her journey, um, as her uh, her angel protector. So that's kind of the I think Jake and Jake and I are agreed that Asmar would be a good fit for a Cinderella. So I think Kelly. Mm-hmm maybe you make the the defense of either one so we can come to an agreement
1: between that's and or anything else I mean yeah as I'm looking through these the problem is I'm not seeing anything else that actually feels like it holds any actual ground it's Mm. So I'm also trying to think of, like, why, like, try and maybe give a reason with the race of two. Why does, why is the, I don't know, why does the stepmother always try putting her down? Why is it always yeah. she's pointing out her beauty and yep. saying how terrible that is? That's one exactly. of the things I'm mainly considering yeah. looking through these, and that's why I was thinking Tiefling was actually kind of interesting. That, yeah, I that does too. work.
3: Yeah. I thought Tiefling might be a cool, uh, like, another cool one yeah. to do is you know you're pointing out the flaws but to be honest when you look at a lot of character art of tieflings a lot of people romanticize this yes. infernal legacy that yes. uh, that they have um so i don't know tiefling or Asmar might be a really good choice uh for cinderella and wouldn't tiefling be a um an interesting an interesting choice as a Cinderella, not one that you would
0: expect, I would think. Well, and they're also, in general, the tiefling race is like not so much now because because people a lot of people like playing them, so like in games that DMs make now, they're not as looked at. But normally, a tiefling is looked at differently when they're in a town, when they're yeah. when mm-hmm. they're they're very much pointed out. Yeah. So that's a cool aspect to play off of, where Cinderella doesn't really go out very much. And even in her own home, she feels con. She is like constantly pointed out and saw it after. Her. So I yeah. do 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 like
3: that. Yeah, we do get into where Cinderella. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness!
1: How many versions of Tiefling is there? Every level. Oh yes, yeah. So every I, level <laughs> of
3: hell. So all I think nine the, nine levels of hell get their own. That, and uh, that's uh, from kindness. Quite a few of those because are pretty new to me yeah the base tiefling's asmodeus right? mm-hmm. well so the base we, the base tiefling is this one is the regular tiefling yeah. and then very and then there's two variants yeah and then, then there's feral but uh, then there's the, all these new yeah.
2: the base tiefling is supposed to be connected to the asmodeus through favor which is why they the heat up does not have his own
0: uh i would probably do a variant because they they're more explicit in the how they, how you can change their looks. Like they don't necessarily have to have the horns. You can have a little more flavor with, like, what you want, what you want. You know, Cinderella's kind of grief to be, uh-huh. and you can you can play off of that.
2: The, the only issue I would derive from the variant tiefling is they get the wings at first level, uh, yeah. um. which would make her. If you want to keep those, would make her stand out very quite a bit. First
1: Wings. Okay. Weems. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. about, like, wings sprouting from your shoulder blades. Oh, uh, okay, that replaces
2: of from is legacy. Okay. Very true. Yeah. And if you... Most people do romanticize the tiefling, because if you read through just, like, the base text of what they look like in the player's handbook, it says, very rarely do they have red color skin, oh, yeah. and even then it's hues of pink. Most of the time, it's normal human skin yep. tones I and mean, yeah. you're like yeah you know what she hides her horns tiny horns yep. hides a uh, hell
3: yeah i played a tiefling in the past and what i did with mine is because my the tiefling i played was a druid uh so mine my, my tiefling was uh was brown skinned and uh, pretty tan and then since he grew up as a druid and not connected with his parents I decided to have his horns instead of like uh, ram's horns or devil's horns grow into uh, like actual antlers uh, because of his connection with animals and uh, animals and nature. Uh, So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can
2: do with tieflings. Um, All right, welcome to the podcast where we talk about tieflings, guys.
1: Yeah. I think maybe just a base Tiefling would work for this case yeah I, I don't think we need that. to go a bit I don't think we need to go too fancy with it right now I mean
3: the if, only difference like, I would say with these ones are your infernal legacy leads to some different uh, magic that you can do uh, so like the bells Bowl, tiefling, Old, uh, Tiefling, you can kind of read about this legacy here, uh, uh, I guess right yeah. here. sickness. Let's see here. Uh that doesn't so sound. you kinda want to that does of not figure s- out what
1: of sickness does not exactly sound like uh, Cinderella. So the very <laughs> the very top
3: one is where we're gonna read after after this. Uh, I mean we can go through all these Tieflings. Uh, dispater. uh this is more for Dispater tieflings are for more for spies, spying missions, infiltrators. Uh, which doesn't feel like a uh, like a cinderella to me uh let's see here is a master manipulator and then um granting her tieflings multiple personalities so she has stuff like a charm person suggestion uh that kind of stuff um trying to think It'd be, nice we skip huh? <laughs> It'd be nice yeah,
0: if we the placement. Huh? It'd be nice if we kept it right. back. <laughs> 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 Let uh, me look at this variant.
1: No, not this. Okay, back to the top. Maybe, Maybe they No, there's there's
3: like, bargains. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot in here that I that for me I'm still leaning toward Asmar. Yeah. Uh, but
0: I think Asmar is still a very good choice because yeah. they also have physical traits that do make them stand out. Yeah, I'm, so let's
1: you, let's look at the Asmar. Like, really I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's okay. So. See what exactly. Some
3: of these are mine in here. Yeah. So I'll just ignore them. them. Yeah. All those homebrew ones are mine. Uh, let's see here. So we're looking at Protector and Scourge Asmar as uh, are, are the ones that we're probably not going to do a fall in. Um, the interesting thing about Asmar that I really like is that uh, they can actually switch their uh, their, um, their traits, their, uh, their legacies in a sense. So if you if you start out as a protector Asmar, and you figure out over time during this role play situation that I'm actually more devoted towards helping the people, towards uh, you know doing uh, having divine vengeance, then I'm going to switch from Protector to Scourge. And if you uh, fall from those ideals as an Asmar, then you then you can turn into a Fallen Asmar. Mm-hmm. Uh, or vice versa. You can turn from a Fallen Asmar into a Protector Asmar. Uh, let's see here. So Protector Asmars are charged by the powers of good to guard the weak and to strike evil where it rises and to stand vigilant against the darkness. Um, I mean, that fits... That, with the redemption of... the oh, yeah. yeah. Scourge Asmar, imbued with divine energy that blazes intensely within them, it feeds a powerful desire to destroy evil, a desire that is, as its best, unflinching and at its worst, all-consuming. Um, so this is where kind of your... Your... Legacies are Scourge
1: coming. I I out. That was a little a bit more obsessive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe Scourge yeah. Asmar have wear masks
0: to block out the world.
2: That's your oath of conquest, yeah. yeah. Scourge, yeah. yeah.
0: Scourge is not. Uh, I'm gonna say a no on that one. This right? sounds more like a not like a prize fighter, but like someone who's actively seeking conflict. Yes. Yeah. Well,
3: actively seeking evil is what evil, yes. I would say. Scourge Asmar are. They are not afraid to go into the the den of cultists and stop their blood sacrifices. In fact, they're, they are going to be the first ones in mm-hmm. and the last ones out to make sure that they're not going to be seen again. Uh, I don't know, Protector Asmar to me is a really good fit for Oath of Redemption. Um, I think it kind of it fits a little bit well with her fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. Um... So, I don't know, that's my top choice.
1: With the, at least later on, like, after her story, I feel like the idea of guarding the weak is kind of a good thing. Well, even, like, doesn't in the
3: animation she protect the mice, the three little mice, at some points? Yeah, I mean, she's always protecting the little ones from the cat. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the cat's name, but...
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I kind of feel like that also is, like, a... The weak, like protecting the week is kind of like her trying to make sure nobody else ended up, ended up like
3: how she was. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh I think we decided on Asmar is Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. I, I okay. think Asmar is
0: the path that least resistance. Yeah, so <laughs> it, well, I mean, like, we were we were talking through the others, but it's, but we had a lot of buts. That's and we just yeah. got through, we, we picked, we had one already. We are like, oh, Protector Asmar. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, <laughs> yeah. all, right all right, all right. Nice. We were, so. Path of leaf Resistance is then like, everybody. We just had a, a, mini, mini, we we just had a mini side tangent about Teethlings. That's yes. all. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. But that's okay. If you feel like a Cinderella could be a
3: Teethling. I think it would like, be fun. Yeah, Roleplay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, so with uh, your Protector Asmar, you get a very some very cool features you get the light bearer, so you know the light cantrip you get healing hands um, which allows you to uh to heal people equal to your level so again this is just another another amount of healing that you can do and with your uh with your lay on hands as a paladin um, you're kind of a good uh a good fighter and a good healer um, choosing the astmar route uh, and then you get this radiant soul ability, where you can transform for one minute um, and sprout spectral wings. Uh, you have a flying speed of 30 feet. Fairy godmother gives you some ability. For yeah, that. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's temporary magic; it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Has at least resistance. All right. Um, and then uh, we'll go ahead and figure out a background. I'll, I'll go ahead and start and say that it, it was hard for me to figure out which one is, uh, which background serves as kind of like the middle ground between a noble and squalor. Um, but noble, I don't think fit what, mm-hmm. um, what her father was. Her father was just a simple merchant always out on the road, so he wasn't really noble. So, I thought that an urchin might be a good fit for uh, for Cinderella. I can see what it is. Yeah. Um, and a kind of a good benefit to that is we actually do get a pet as an urchin. <laughs> you get a little pet mouse if you want a pet mouse. <laughs> We're going to find a way to put an animal in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Every single princess needs their little animal. Uh, the interesting thing here is that you get uh, proficiencies with sleight of hand and stealth. Um, and again, this is kind of her just trying to get around her her house, her manor, without being noticed. Mm-hmm. You no, know? do things without being noticed so that, so that she doesn't get the wrath of her stepmother. Yes. you don't um,
2: deserve a key. Yeah, <laughs> you have to pick your way to clean the kitchen. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Proficiencies in disguise kit and thieves' tools. I think she magically, uh, she magically gets uh, changes her appearance. That her fairy godmother magically changes her appearance. But I think it's it's kind of nice to look back and say that Cinderella was actually a pretty good seamstress, um, and a, a disguise kit might actually play pretty well with that. I mean, you gotta you gotta know how to sew. You gotta know how to make. Um, clothing to appear something more than you actually are. Probably worked on her uh, stepmother and stepsister's wigs for the ball. Yeah, uh, do their makeup <laughs>
1: and
2: stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. in a good fit, everyone? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Passive least resistance. <laughs> Active least resistance. Um, let's see. So
0: we're going to do ability scores here. So, Uh, uh, before we continue, I'm curious, because you both had Warlocks. And I was just like, ah, fairy godmother, Warlock patron. I'm curious of what you guys were thinking when you did start your builds with Warlock. Before we continue. For? Cinderella. Because that's what you guys were talking about before me. Oh, I think we were doing Warlocks for uh, Snow
3: White, is what we were talking Uh, about. Yeah, Snow White. Yeah. But that would, I mean, that's also a good... I think that's a, might be a good option. Um, and then
1: like have the patron be Faye for, mm-hmm. yeah, for the yeah Fae. Um, Wait, isn't Faye what well, yeah. what we did for Snow White? I'm not gonna say I'm not, <laughs> We did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um,
3: we we decided that the well, mirror would have been Fae. There is yeah. there is a celestial warlock, which. Uh, I do want to see. Is say. a fairy godmother or a celestial, though? Well, if... She's a, a, she's a fairy. She's a fairy. She is a fairy, and but according to what our build is now, we are of celestial heritage, and we're playing it off of that her fairy godmother is, at, in fact, an angel. Mm-hmm. So a celestial
0: warlock might actually be a pretty good choice maybe off of as weird as it seems we did end up talking about how the mirror could have been a cursed item at the end of Snow White's yeah. thing last week so there's always there's I, I do I do like the Celestial because it is fair like she is a fairy and I guess that does relate more to the Fae realm but that's yeah. the guy, that can have more to do with her title but if you're making your own character then you get to then that's your that's something fun that you get to flavor in a different in a different manner yeah so let's keep that
3: in mind as keep we're on our moving. Yeah, as we're, we're moving forward. Because um, I've played a paladin warlock build before. Super fun. Celestial, Asmar, paladin. Different stuff, but so much fun.
1: Hmm. Is charisma? The...
3: Sorry, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Charisma. Okay. Uh huh. So the only. The only difficulty with starting out as warlock and wanting to move into uh, into paladin mm-hmm. is that you have to have your strength score at a 13. Whereas if you start out as paladin, you don't you need to focus. You that. don't need to focus on strength. You can focus on your dexterity. You can have a tank. Instead. You can, if you wanted to.
1: You can have a weak paladin. You can have a very weak paladin. Yes. I got these noodle in the
2: arms. <laughs>
0: No, I, Which like, I don't think she would because if you're cleaning and moving stuff yeah. and buckets all day, she's it's probably problem, gonna be one I mean, of the like stronger uh, of the two. Yeah, she is working with her hands all day. So yeah, so. I could definitely see her being at least a third, like a comfortable thirteen. Okay. Yeah.
2: I did come with the Cinderella bill, and she, she does have a fourteen strength. On I it. could. <laughs> what, That's
3: what mean? I thought. Maybe we could give her a fourteen, especially mm-hmm. as a paladin. Uh, but maybe try to boost up her dexterity a little now, bit higher. Uh, so that we we know that she's really going to kind of rely on her dexterity more than her strength. So we'll give her finesse weapons. She's
2: got those ropey floor uh, washing arms. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, charisma, I would say... Uh, this either needs to be... Like... Probably around a sixteen. That's what I was thinking. A sixteen. Charisma should be one of the highest,
1: probably.
3: Okay. Uh, Let's see here. We are going to get a boost to our wisdom and a boost to our charisma. So let's keep that in mind. Uh, So we'll put our charisma at a fourteen, so that we can start out as a sixteen. Wisdom, we might. uh, I would say maybe do wisdom a little bit higher than intelligence.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because she it, she's been given like using using what you've been taught to explore around like to perceive the world around you. is how I look at that. And with what her mother has taught her with what somebody else has taught her, she seems more aware in situations. It's been forever since I've seen the cartoon. And in, and we do have Disney Plus. So I'm going to be better about watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and going into mechanical sense, wisdom is the nature and survival stat. Yeah, and she does have animals that go around, and she's able to communicate with and what talk with and about how wisdom right.
0: relates to the real world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah. yeah, I don't imagine intelligence being high, very being that just in general where she's kind of being brought up and upgiving doesn't have the best resources to learn.
3: Yeah, so we do know that Cinderella's stepmom sold a lot of stuff just to keep afloat. That's true. So who knows if there's even a book around. That's true. Yeah. And whatever books are around, I'm sure are going to her stepsisters. Yeah. It's not going to her. She's not taking it to (laughs) her. Yeah, I might, we might do this at a ten. Mm-hmm. And see where we are. Uh, let's see here, I'm gonna pull up our calculator and- We're at a minus eight,
0: we're at a minus eight. Uh, okay. So you have, you have to do, you could give her an eight for constitution with our 13 overall, I think. Okay, so let's go ahead
3: and maybe readjust our wisdom a little bit. I think I, think I did that right. We're at 11. Okay, okay. cool. So I, think we well, I just want to make, mean, make sure my math is
0: right. as I get this up here, uh, 16, 11, 10, yeah, it. No, be yep, that's at uh,
3: 78. So y- if you guys are listening in, and Jake is new to this too, is that we uh, we do our stats as uh, they all have to equal a total of 78. And what that does is, if you wanted to uh, to just even out all of the scores. They make a 13 score in each stat across the board um, if you wanted to have a completely balanced character. So we just divide up the numbers and make sure that they add up
0: into a 78. And relative to our Ant-Man build, I feel comfortable using all of our points on Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh,
3: do So do we want to leave this at 11, or do
0: mm. uh, something else we'd have to I, I'm tempted to make intelligence a 9 from what we're talking about um, I don't feel like she does a ton of the discovery yeah. in the movie like the investigating yeah. related yeah. stuff yeah. I, I feel like she asks for help and the fairy godmother kind of gives her stuff and she can like keep it but i don't feel like her intelligence is very much but i think giving her a a boost i like a little boost to constitution is going to helps overall i think being the one cleaning and working with all the in the dirt and the muck all day would give you a naturally higher immune system and your constitution yeah. would allow you to not yeah control. and just having that boost as a plus one every single level Real
3: is, world is thoughts a little bit <laughs> <easy thing. laughs> i and by all means like I don't think anybody out there should be afraid to play with a, a negative modifier in their no. character. No. In at least one of their stats. It does make sense. Play to it. it whole does
1: situation. It very very fun. Yeah, It Yeah. That's, I always like to have at least one flaw in yep. the character, yeah. so that way you <laughs> have something that's like, hey, yeah, I'm good at this stuff, but I might le- like to try this, but I'm not good at it. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Yes. And that's
1: kind of my character's thing. Yes.
0: Or,
3: yeah. The only... Kind of like. The only reason not to do that is if you wanted to play that skill monkey. Yeah. And and if that's the case, then if you needed a dump stat, if or start dump it in Constitution. Later. Later. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no related skills for, exactly.
0: for Constitution. Yeah. It just <laughs> or adds to yeah. your HP. Or if
1: you plan on multi-classing later and you need that uh, l- that's point requirement to get to. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah. Cool. Well, we've got a 14 in Strength, a 16 in Dexterity, a 12 in Constitution, 9 in Intelligence, a 13 in Wisdom, and a 14 in Charisma. But uh, the Charisma goes up to 16. 16. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, and that'll uh, so that'll give us a total of a 14 in Wisdom and a 16 in Charisma with our racial bonuses.
0: And doing this also lets us multi-class into whatever, yeah. basically whatever later on. Yes. Outside of, outside yeah, of an artificer. artificer or a wizard or wizard or wizard or a hunter. Yeah, but that that's but good. good. Neither of those fit this bill. Nope. Yeah. None of those. None you don't there. want a blood hunter,
1: Cinderella? Blood
0: I thought Cinderella. about it for a second, <laughs> and I was like, "What if something terrible <laughs> happened?" Space right now, just like. Something uh-huh. terrible would have to happen to make her go. Yeah, like, something really bad. You'd have <laughs> to, to be. especially because they emo do h- other creatures. Like she'd have to have some terrible <laughs> experiences with
4: monsters or something. Yeah. Well, she, but, she, she, but I thought she she about stepmother right.
0: and
3: stepsisters mm-hmm. for her terrible experience with monsters. This is true. <laughs> humans are monsters. Humans are. Humans are monsters.
1: <laughs> yep. Ranger uh, favored enemy
2: humanoids. <laughs> <laughs> humanoid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's going to be the difficulty with all of our builds, is not doing rangers <laughs> yeah. or Disney's Disney Ranger princeses. and bard. <laughs> avoiding those two. Yeah. yeah. All right. So starting out, we're just going to take, uh, I feel like, Paladin to level three so that we can get Oath of Redemption right away and then figure out from there. Yeah. Uh, first level proficiencies, uh, we'll pick from Athletics, Insight, Intimidation, Medicine, Persuasion, and Religion. No, and God. I said that really fast, so <laughs> I apologize to everyone listening. But sometimes insight? I can. Talk
2: fast. no, not insight. Yeah. No. Yeah, I would not intimidation. I, not yeah, not intimidation. Intimidated. I, no,
3: I would, I would argue for insight. I would, and that's because Cinderella is a little bit more connected to her feelings. Yes. She does
0: know when the mice are upset. Okay. <laughs> she knows
3: when the mice
4: are sad. But that's an animal handling. It's yeah. still an instant. <laughs> That's team. what
2: I would say. I I would argue. I could argue medicine. She's taking care of animals, making sure they're healthy. Their horses. She's probably, she's the, probably one had the one. In, the
1: yeah, case. she's also the one in charge of helping out with in case anyone gets sick in the house. So yeah. She's the one always taking care of everyone else. So medicine does yeah. make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Medicine.
3: Okay. Yeah. So that is an intelligence. Based skill, so and that's, a, funny, that's, that's okay.
1: okay. <laughs> that is okay. Like, you know, she, okay. She's proficient with it, but she's not the,
0: the best. Right. Yeah. She's not a doctor. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm a doctor, I'm <laughs> <But> <laughs> Lay on hands. Are you feeling better?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. She has to do her medicine checks to figure out if somebody's low on HP. Yeah. Uh, so other skills.
0: Um, anything else? Hmm. You, you did make the the. Insight. Like, what what was your going to be your argument for insight? That you said you can make the argument for that
3: she's a little bit more connected to her feelings, okay. um, and I think that her living with these uh, cranky people, she's going to know when to tiptoe around, and she's going to know when she just needs to get in there, get something done, and leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a good. Uh, a good skill that would help out Cinderella uh, my other argument is for persuasion and that's that's kind of just be me trying to get a charisma skill in there yeah. so more of a mechanical uh, mechanical uh, argument than a roleplay role play yeah from role play sense
1: I can't really see persuasion being that she's probably spent her entire life trying to
2: persuade her... Getting in your her
1: family, family to let her do something but that's not that's just yeah. being around the house. It's
2: like the only way I could actually see like a charisma based character for her is if you go back to older editions where your charisma also showed how good looking you were. Mm-hmm. And she's all, at least in the Disney movie, she's always shown as this very beautiful blonde, and that's how she's able to convince the prince and all this sort of stuff. So that's like, for me, I. Persuasion's a weird one. She's never, she's not really talking to people and getting yeah. her way. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I think an insight is a probably a good spike to do instead. Yeah.
1: Also, because athletics makes, makes sense. <laughs> no <laughs> sense. <laughs> athletics makes no sense. Athletics intimidation don't
2: work. I don't think don't any of us even consider that. Intimidation doesn't say. even. She, she has to scale up to the chandeliers to clean them and the windows on the giant manor and stuff. She does. That'd be more to do
3: dexterity it. though. Well, but she does Athletics have to carry in water. Macrobatics yeah. like is just like She has stop. to feed all the horses. Uh, I'm sure she's ridden I mean, I mean, she... But but again, that's why we gave her a 14 in strength. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. She's still it's capable She's capable, but... Proficient? Yeah, i yeah, yeah. not sure. <laughs>
1: sure. Capable, but not proficient. Still to be determined. The exact opposite with our medicine check. <laughs> no. <laughs> proficient. Not capable. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um... Jake, you actually brought up a good point that I want to bring up is with charisma. That's kind of uh, in older editions. That's how uh, you base your character's looks, and we're kind of solving that with how a how an asthma looks yeah. um, in this Cinderella is. You know, she's going to have some metallic-looking skin, some metallic-looking hair, uh, very vibrant eyes, uh, and then in some instances, she's even going to have a halo around her head. Uh, so, I again, when we're talking about her stepmother earlier, Car- uh, Kelly, we're, she's always downplaying her beauty, mm-hmm. telling her she is less beautiful mm-hmm. than others. So you can imagine that this Cinderella as an Asmar always has mud and muck all oh, yeah. over her. She doesn't look, she does not have that metallic nope. kind of sheen that an, an Asmar yes. does until, until she gets uh, transformed by her fairy godmother. Uh, so with paladins, we get our divine sense, uh, our lay on hands to help with our healing, um, and style. our fighting style at second level. This it might be a uh, an interesting one. I think we need to make arguments. Protection, for maybe. Uh, yeah, protection
0: with uh, with a shield. Because mm-hmm. that's more because that's more of a focus yeah. on others mm-hmm. and her her care about those around the creatures around her or whatever else is around her. Yeah, I think uh, uh, what Squishy
3: did is she had, if we pull up the, yeah, yeah. the image, I'll show you guys, She's but she actually device. made this nice shield in her artwork with uh, glass plating in here. Yeah, um, as kind of like, this was her, as even the, the carriage in the
1: center there. Yeah, that's actually, really Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> didn't
3: fully notice what that was. So much. a defense might might make a really good sense as she is willing to protect others around her, and you're going to need to use your reaction to use your protection feature. So you you, you utilize your reaction to defend somebody yes. rather than make an opportunity attack.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And that lines up very well with the redemption subclass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. not out there to murder I the is, thing.
3: I yeah. think production it. is a a really good fighting style for her.
2: I um, have the least resistance. Alright! Alright! Uh, I'm just holding it in now.
3: Alright, second level, we also get some spell casting. We get some uh, Divine Smite, the best thing about Paladins. Uh, I don't think
0: Cinderella's going to use it that much. But if she Imagine. does, you're not getting back Yeah, That's exactly what I If that's coming out, it's like, yeah. mama's got the belt out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you done goo. <laughs> yeah. It's 995. Nine. Imagine, what is it, our level 8? Uh, I'm gonna go back and see. Because I feel like she wouldn't be using it until later levels, and she would just, out of nowhere, one hit, and it would just all fly through her weapon. Yeah. She's like, Oh. <laughs> oh that's what that does yeah so at uh, level level eight where did this come from
3: we are going to be doing uh so at level eight maximum if we're continuing on with the paladin class is you can use uh, a second level spell slot for this so if she's going to use a divine smite it's going to be 4d8 at second level on one of her, uh, on one of her attacks, and you you can imagine that's gonna do a hefty blow to someone. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and especially because it's just rate just radiant damage in air quotations, which yeah. is like, <laughs> well, very few things are gonna not that's not going to affect them. Very well. And even at level five,
3: so if we take level up to level five, where we get our extra attack in two. Uh, Divine Smites, it doesn't limit it to nope. a number of nope. attacks. It's just, so imagine when you hit, all right, I two up attacks and two Divine Smites, 8d8 plus your attack bonuses Yeah, on one on one round. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
3: Cinderella be bringing the pain if and she needs what,
0: it. <laughs> at what level do, does this paladin, I know some of them do, I don't know if this specific oath does... But some of them just get an extra D8 of Radiant damage to their attacks. Uh, That's
2: 11th level improved Divine Smite. Okay, yep. That's just flat Paladin. Um,
3: So yeah, that's a really cool feature to keep in mind for Cinderella. Uh, Cinderella Cinderella just went and got the belt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes. (laughs) So our Sacred Oath, we've kind of already decided that it's going to be Oath of Redemption. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we do get some Oath Spells uh third level, it, we are going to have access to Sanctuary and Sleep. Um, and then a later on later levels, we'll get Calm Emotions, Hold Person, Counterspell, Hypnotic Pattern. Uh, a counterspell is kind of a, a nice reaction spell to use, especially if you're trying to help your allies. Uh,
2: and ruin the DM's and ru- day. Yeah. And ruin <laughs> the
3: DM's day, yes. Um, and then you also get your channel divinity at third level as an oath of redemption. You get this Emissary to Peace. Uh, yep. And you can cha- use your channel divinity uh, to augment your presence with divine power as a bonus action. You grant yourself a plus five to p- persuasion checks for the next 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, you can also use a channel divinity to rebuke the violent. You can uh, rebuke those who use violence Immediately after an attacker within 30 feet of you deals damage with an attack against a creature other than you You can use your reaction to force the attacker to make a wisdom saving throw On a failed save the attacker takes radiant damage equal to the damage it just dealt What? What? That's
0: awesome. (laughs) That means she doesn't even have to take out her sword. No when you're in combat, she can just. That's not even. There's not really even a limit to
1: how much damage that is. That's just saying whatever they dealt in that, yes. you they are taking and yes. It. Now is so that so? That's just- something that's good throughout whatever level you get later yeah. on. too. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: Stand in the middle of a meteor swarm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Imagine some. You're like fighting a dragon, and they just dragon breathe on somebody, and they're taking 12 d8 of damage as an adult dragon, and you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna use my rebuke the violent and do 12d8 radiant damage to the dragon, not even their breath weapon dra- d- damage, and which even, they're resistant I, to. At
0: least it's even if they succeed, it's still half the damage, right, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. so you're still yeah. doing you're still doing something, which is cool, because yes. some, sometimes it's like, if it works, it works really well, and then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work at all. This, at least you know, no matter what, we're going to hurt something. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And that plays so well into the... Protector, the Oath of Redemption. Like, I'm not gonna attack you, but I'm gonna make you pay for that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're
3: third level Paladin now. Um, Is there an option that you guys see to multi class now? And what multi class would it be? Or do we take this to level five? Just, I think mechanically we need to think about
0: this. And then. I think if we even took it to level four. What feat are we looking for? Because we're not because we're pre- I think we're all pretty satisfied with our stat block as is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we took Paladin to level four, what feat would we be wanting to add? Yeah, yeah. so let's, let's just take
3: this to level four and figure out a feat. And um just the you know, to be to be honest, oh. let's let's look at a shield master to start with. Yeah. Uh I mean we're utilizing a shield in one way. Let's see what other ways we can utilize our our other shield. See, it's alphabetical. Yes, I know. It, it was alphabet. Yes, I can see that. I, I am the farthest one away from the screen right now. <laughs> Did you uh, Let's see here.
1: Can one of us read it?
3: Yep. Again, I'm the farthest one yeah. away from the screen. So Wanna read it?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, the shield master feat is while you are using a shield, uh, I'm sorry Uh, you use shields not just for protection, but also for offense you gain the following benefits while you are wielding a shield if you take an attack action on your turn you can use a bonus action to shove a creature within five feet of you with your shield Uh, if you are incapacitated you can add your shields AC bonuses to any dex saving throws you make against a spell or other harmful effect that target only you uh, if you are subjected to an effect that allows you to make a Dex saving throw to take only half damage, you can use your reaction to take no damage on a successful saving throw, uh, interposing your shield between you and the source of the effect.
0: Mm-hmm. That's where I would see myself like using. That's where I would see the most use of that. Yes. Yeah
2: standing in front of that caster right behind you, making sure any effects don't hit you yep. and, and keeping them on Talking away.
0: about the dragon, you know, your your companions and you are being attacked and have to make a deck saving throw against the dragon, let's say. You put your shield down, you have to use your reaction to, like, protect yourself and make sure you can stay up and help everybody else around. Yeah.
3: No miracle? Yeah, you. I think um, I think the way that we're building uh, Cinderella um, is is definitely one that she is going to be a shield-based character. Defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't even think I don't think Squishalicious, Squishalicious has a weapon on for no. no. Cinderella it's just, nope. it's, just it's just armor, armor and a shield. just armor and
1: shield.
3: And I think in one of her comments, she was like, "Yeah, I gave her full plate mail, plate mail, and a, like a great shield." And I think that's all she really needs. That's awesome. The only thing I would say that if if uh, Cinderella were to carry a weapon, and this is where I was kind of like, what what would she really carry? Is uh, I think she would carry a glass sword, mm-hmm. and because it's kind of representing what she believes in. Mm-hmm. She believes that if violence is the last uh, the last answer, that I need to I need to use violence. To solve this issue, I'm going to use my sword, and it's going to break because it's a glass sword. Yeah, I agree with that. So that'd be kind of cool to actually like kind of homebrew a uh, a glass sword called like the glass slipper or something.
1: Yeah. If we wanted to go into homebrew, which we could. Yeah. The glass heel
3: of devastation. <laughs> um, I think. Since we're at level four here, we've already taken a feat. We might as well go the re- the next level and just take it to just the take it to five at least, so we can get an extra attack, just in case she needs it, and the extra mm-hmm. spell slots. Isn't that uh, second level spell slots?
2: Yes, second so. level.
3: Yep. Two second level spell slots is what she gets, nice. so that she can use two divine smites in one round if she would like to. And I think that's kind of what her focus is going to be on. Like she's can pretty see, much she going to be her companions, and don't you want to
0: listen to her? No, really, you yeah. do. you want yeah. to listen to her? Yeah, but <laughs> imagine
3: like Cinderella has this sword that's going to break, and she only has one round to really make it useful. She's going to use both of her attacks, all of her divine smites, uh, probably a bonus action to imbue the weapon with some radiant extra energy. Yes all of those damage dealing spells and in one round she's right, going to so do like 80 points of damage.
0: I, I, pal- paladins have the um, magical weapon and I believe that is a bonus action spell, yeah. isn't it? Okay. So just, just bonus action make it a plus one, magical glass sword, yeah. and then do do all your divine smite damage.
2: Yeah. Now, if we want to multi-class from here, and we're already going very defensive, I could see going like a Battle Master Fighter and get like uh, all those Battlemaster guys and abilities. And if we want to go UA, I could see the psychic warrior with the bulwark abilities and the defensive abilities that they have. Hmm. Just to really hone in on the I am here to protect me and my own idea. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know
3: if I can recall that. That it was a psychic warrior. Or yeah. Or? It is oh, the Echo the Cygnite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. For unearthed not
2: much Darth Maul. Okay. <laughs>
3: um. Yeah. For me, I have a little bit of a hard time with going fighter for this paladin build because fighters, to me, they're they're the trained warriors. They're yes. the ones that. Oh, yeah.
1: They're ones who seek
3: out the vice. Well sometimes. Well I think
1: I think they're, more, I think they're like that, just the
3: ones that, that you think I like of. the protective
0: field yes. feature though. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. They but also they
2: increase jump, uh, telekinetic strike. At higher levels they get giant bulwark shield around them and they can push and pull people as Well.
0: Yeah, I like that the first, the, the talent options don't make you, are necessarily like attack related, especially that protective field. Psionic, what is the psionic talent die? Is that like a D6 or, or? Yeah,
2: so it's a D6 and they're actually fairly interesting. They don't instantly go away as you use them. It's on a certain die roll that it decreases in size. Okay, yeah.
3: So if you roll a 6, then it becomes a D4. Yeah. Um, and then if you roll a 4 on a d4, then it becomes, uh, unusable until oh, a long so run. you don't want to... You don't want to maximize whatever yeah. you're doing, because
1: mm-hmm. it'll, it'll decrease it. All. They give you the big hit that one time, but you can't do
3: it again. You can't yeah. Yeah, that's a big hit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so how would... Uh, so let's talk about the side Knight. Uh, so it says here, since this is Unearthed Arcana, we say yeah. that, uh, awake to, uh, Psionic power within a cyanite is a fighter who augments their physical might with psi-infused weapon strikes, tel- telekinetic lashes, and barriers of mental force. Many get the Yankee trained to become such knights, and as do some of the most disciplined High Elves. Uh, so we can also read farther in here that knights, uh, let see, Psyonites of sorcerer kings... In the world of Athos, and Eberron, uh, Kalishtar are probably more uh, prone to become Sinites as well. Uh, I, mean, I mean, that makes perfect sense for a um uh, being part of the, the uh, kind of the dream fields of uh, the Eberron myth- mythos. Um, so really, what does, what does Cinderella becoming this Psy
2: Knight, how does that play into her story? As For me, it was less of the stories and more of the defensive capabilities at the psionic Knight uh-huh. skit, so it's more of a mechanical boost to the whole defender uh, archetype that we seem to be going with, and that's also why I said Battlemaster as well, because they get a lot of maneuvers right. to help those around them and uh, impose all sorts of negative effects on the enemies as well. So yeah. a bit less direct combat and more support of combat. Yeah. For martial class as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And the protective field is kind of cool because it's... If, you're, um, if your companion is outside of your immediate range to protect them with your shield, you're still trying to help them out. Because the divine... The channel divinity... Is really cool, but it's what well, that's once per long rest. You only get to use your reaction once to deal that radiant damage, and you have to wait until tomorrow to do it. And then, yeah. then from constant con- after rounds after that, you're able to use something like protective field for people who are out of your range and try to like help them not take as much damage on hits.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. And you can
0: essentially do that more than once.
2: Same time, if we no do this, we either. lose those two auras that the redemption get as well. So right. Right, there's a bit of a trade off.
0: Yeah, I was just looking to
3: see if this pr- protective field is it really much better, or is it is it as good as the aura of protection that you get at six mm, yeah, level for yeah. paladin? Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially if I think later on, they said in higher levels, you get a
1: high level of paladin, you also start going to like counter spells. So you're getting into a wider range of protective uses. Yeah. yeah. Rather yes.
3: than, in- yeah, yeah, and one thing that I'm looking at here too is, and I think we're as we're talking You're mechanically, models models. is that I we're heard. using yeah, <laughs> <models>. <laughs> You still get uh, one. Yes. <laughs> you Yes. Rejection of one. The yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Uh, uh. yeah. So, but is <laughs> yeah. that is is this, you know, is this stuff really a benefit to taking three levels in fighter rather yeah, than taking one level to get war, war protection of protection?
2: So we do get. All the uh, other low-level fighter dips as well. Right. The action
3: surge. So, again, action surge would definitely um, benefit that glass sword. sword. However, as we were saying,
1: though, she's more of a protector rather than attacker. Correct. Usually action surge is mostly used for those who are trying to get
3: out as much damage as possible within a small time. Right. Which, again, Mm -hmm. I think that's what we were talking about. If she pulls out that glass sword, she's going to want to do all that damage. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's fair. So uh, I, I think I still would take the because I think her her mentality at this point is protection, 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 and seeing the path. I think she would most likely take. She would probably take more yeah. protection, just to aid her companion. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't see her going through the
3: process of training her
0: abilities as a fighter to get to that's the point of having to do fair. that. Yes.
1: That's fair. Yeah,
3: that's what I was thinking too. Uh, the only other class that I might want to look at, uh, we mentioned it earlier, is let's just look at the Celestial Lock um, and see what benefits we can get out of a Warlock and see if it really, if it makes sense to take one or two levels. What is Healing healing Light? So let's see here, Healing Light back here. Uh, so you can, as a bonus action, you can heal one creature you can see within 60 feet of you spending uh, dice from the pool. So you have a number of dice, one plus your warlock level. And they're D6s. Um, and they yeah, D6s. Very cool. Uh, so it's kind of like that, I can't get to you and you really need to be healed. Okay, well, I'm going to use my healing light to, to,
0: to get a little bit farther to
2: and you. And that's
3: like a
0: cantrip, then.
3: It's oh, a
2: better healing word. It yeah.
3: is a better healing word, yes.
0: That's cool. Ooh. Cause that cuz that doesn't use a spell it
3: doesn't and at higher levels you can use as many of the as many dice as you want as a bonus action so if you really That's needed cool. to boost somebody really cool. if you if you wanted if you were like a 5th level warlock and you said oh shoot our barbarian or fighter is really down in health okay i'm going to use all 6 of my healing dice as a bonus action 60 feet away, and uh, you are back up to, like, 20 points of health. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. Um, So, I don't know, that was the one that kind of, a Celestial Lock to me is just another way, uh, another option as a healer.
2: And you get that first level too, which is nice, because that eighth level in Paladin, we don't get anything. We don't get any spells, we don't get a class feature, yeah. we don't yeah. get an ASI.
3: Yeah, well at 8th level you should get your ASI. 4th and 8th level.
2: Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So um. that that would be, we're trading an ASI for some Warlock capabilities. Uh, cure Wounds, Guiding Bolt, yeah. Healing Light, Bonus Cantrips. And like well, say you
0: do get to that higher level, yeah. so like that 5th level Warlock, what level spell slots are those? Cool. I'll, I'll look think. it up. should be third? Because uh, then you could bonus action your six dice and action a, a higher level cure wounds on somebody yeah. who's down. Yeah, third level. And you can just pump <laughs> them I'm up like, with a <laughs> ton. You know, like you can just sit there and pump people up with a ton of health mm-hmm. and yeah. keep your, your big <laughs> fighters in the game and well, just really like... Keep or like just be just like heal people in general.
3: Yeah. Really.
0: So. The cool thing about the spell slots
3: for warlocks is that they regenerate after yeah. Yeah. Uh, after a short, short rest. rest. Yeah. So imagine that paladin warlock who wants to keep using their divine smites.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. So to divine smites. yeah. yeah. Now, at least you long use your packed break. spell slots rather than your paladin yeah. spell slots to do your divine smites. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, you also
1: get the thing that I love about. Well, up uh, to is the invocations. And that's kind of yeah. almost the abilities that you're getting from the magic of the fairy. Uh-huh. So, like your uh, Mask of Many Faces is like her, changing her from her peasant's clothes to the dress, the beautiful dress, and how that's only a limited time thing, kind of like how yep. she had till midnight until exactly. the spell yeah.
3: lost its effect. Yeah, and the disguise self only lasts okay. for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, you as an Eldred invocation, you can
0: cast that. At will. Yeah, at, at will. At the same time, true. she maybe she didn't discover that power. And if right this, is, and well, what if this is the interaction at the ball? Yeah. Right? Yes. If that, if this in the story is the interaction at the ball, she's not going to know that she can do that more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not going to know about all that stuff. And I think sometimes people play their character and they get to a level and they learn everything about their features and they just want to start using so them. And there's something really cool in a role-playing aspect of cool, they take this, but their character gets to discover things as they go along. Yeah. So maybe she doesn't understand right away that she can cast that Mask of Many Faces or the disguise Mm -hmm. Self Mm -hmm. um, at any time. Yeah.
3: And that's kind of a good thing that when you're playing with uh, with a DM who wants to incorporate a multi-class, just talk to your DM and say, hey, I'm thinking about multi-classing and... uh, like, what do, how do I make this make sense in my character? And I'll bring it up that in our campaign, uh, Teddy's character, he, he started out as a ranger and he knew that he wanted to get into a blood hunter. And so I set it up that he was gonna take the hunter's bane ritual, he was gonna do all this stuff to prepare himself to multi-class. And I think that's important for character building. He's definitely <laughs> suffering a little bit, hard, <laughs> but it's happening.
0: Yeah, still alive.
3: Yeah, and that's kind of what we, I think, as a group, we we always like to do mechanical stuff in D and D. We like to like make the most powerful character, but at the same time, we want it to make sense. Mm-hmm. We want the role play to really make sense in this scenario. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's why we look at a lot of these features and say, "How does that work with this story? Does yeah. it make sense?" Uh, the game
1: works best when both features and role play are working together.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, still keeping to uh, those uh, three pillars of D and D. Cool. So uh, I mean, we can uh, we can choose a warlock. At first level, we'll get our otherworldly patron and some pack magic. Uh, and uh, looking at our otherworldly patron, we'll get a celestial.
1: <laughs> Two characters in, we already have the same. We multi-class. do. <laughs> I know. What well, we wait, do, guys, time, no, guys, we didn't initially. We didn't. We no. talked about the possibility of
0: multiclassing,
1: but we, we, yeah, we talked more stay. about
0: what she could be after the story that we work yeah. through. In this case, we're actually in keeping in, it to what's actually in-store. In, this is still in-store, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. This is, Fairy Godmother is here to help you. Yeah. I am now
4: Fairy Godmother.
3: Yeah, and this was uh, when, uh, well, this was the character I'm talking about is actually Christina's character, my wife's character. She was a starting out as a warlock, Celestial Warlock, and then she multiclassed into a paladin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but her uh, her Celestial um, guide as an Asmar became her warlock patron, who became her uh, paladin, uh, new channel of uh, channeling her the divinity. Nice. Um, so it all kind of worked
0: as well. Cool. And this, the and choosing the fairy godmother as your celestial patron, yeah. wouldn't in any way force you to break your oath of redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of a cool thing. I do like the celestial, War- the celestial lock. I mean, mm. it's. I feel like if you didn't, you wanna, you didn't want to take as cleric, uh, you don't want to mm-hmm. be a cleric, that's true. but you want to do some other cool stuff, uh, and that's still be an effective cool. healer. Um, you, the celestial warlock might be the class for you. Uh, so we're set. Character level six. Uh, do we want to continue on in Paladin or Warlock at this point?
2: Um, that's a tough choice. I'm okay. kind of interested in the Eldritch
0: invocations the... for level 2 At least getting Warlock. to level 2 yeah. Warlock. Yeah. Okay. Because yes. then you okay. can
1: start, that's when the actual magic of the fairy, the fairy Godmother starts taking place.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So our Agonizing Blast uh, allows us to add our Charisma modifier. Uh, we get armor of shadows, uh, which we can cast mage armor on herself.
2: Yeah, the two that poke out to me is sure. beast speech and mask of many faces. Yeah. Okay. That's how she's able to communicate with the mice, and the mask of many faces is like you were saying, the dress yeah. and the appearance and all that stuff. Sort of uh,
3: let's see here. I'm gonna. Do anything else?
2: Um. The other ones are a bit yeah. too a other other ones, team yeah. for
1: Cinderella. A few of them are focused just on your Eldritch Blast, which yeah. I don't think that's her main utilize, Like She's not going to be utilizing that as much. She's still a yeah. paladin first and foremost.
0: If she did, though, I like if that you're did. highlighting Repelling Blast because mm-hmm. it's like, knock it get off, away, get, it away. Away. Yeah, yeah, get, get away, get away, or knock hand. it off. Yeah. yeah,
3: that was the only
0: one but that I again, thought
3: of as us- utilizing her Eldritch as a warlock,
1: every time you level up, you can choose to change that at any and point. So yeah. So that's one would... nice thing; it's not set in stone when right. to make
0: this decision. You can change it at, a, at any level. And my question would be: Do we want Mask of Many Faces or a Disguise Self?
1: No, that is Disguise Self. It is. It's the same. Mask rate. of Many
3: Faces gives you the ability to cast Disguise Self
1: that without,
2: yeah, without using a spell slot. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And it might be a good feature if you're playing in a campaign as a Cinderella. Um, I mean. You're, as an asthma, especially if you come into yourself, mm-hmm. you are pretty much going to be glowing all the time. Yeah. So uh, having that ability to just like tone down your glow might be,
0: <laughs> might be beneficial. I uh, wish there was an option to give her prestidigitation. Yeah, the only if other one I thought. Prevent. Cause that seems more like she would clean herself up.
2: Ooh, uh, can
0: get that. I think they can, yeah. They can? Yeah.
3: Uh, an Eldritch Sight might kind of be cool, with a cast Detect Magic at will. Uh, that might be a nice option. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't see Cinderella using this, but since we are here talking about Warlocks a little bit, I, I do like using Devil Sight because you can see through both magical and non matchable darkness. So you can use yeah. the most
1: annoying spell
3: in D&D, Darkness. Yes. <laughs> I wonder part. what that
1: feels like. Uh-huh. I know how that feels like. You like.
0: <laughs> we were the one who <laughs> cast it. I know. I was running a one shot, and I was like, oh, this dungeon should take a little while. So i to cast Darkness. I cast Darkness Walk through myself. the entire dungeon, yep. nobody can I'm it like, gets oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no
1: halfling riding a velociraptor that cast light on. It was kind of glowing bright and something
3: completely dark.
0: <laughs> oh boy!
3: Yeah, that's yeah, the Thing that's in front of me. Anyway. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> for roleplay. Uh, role I, like I think I, I do really like beast speech in many cases. Yeah. yeah, that's good choices.
2: It is a hard thing not to hit Devil's Sight when you see it. I know. <laughs> it's So sort to of, yeah, like, hey, I if you know. want to if you want to go for that one that one time during that one level, you want to mess around a
4: bit.
3: Yeah, you can choose that then go back. Go back after it. All <laughs> well, I do have to say, Teddy, that character build that I did was all an experiment around Devil's Sight. Yeah, so.
0: uh, <laughs> I know. I knew as soon as you put Like you can't see me. I can see you,
3: and I'm just gonna start walking. And I was like. <laughs> oh, because I
0: can see and nobody else can. Yeah. Disadvantage on everything. Everything. Uh, so
2: that was that was very cool. i walk towards the door. All right. Roll a d twenty. Okay. You walk into a wall. <laughs> yeah. I, no. I, I was
0: making them roll d fours for direction. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they were walking into walls and stuff. Um,
3: so I think at this point we really need to make a decision on do we take Aura of Protection. Uh, for paladin, or do we go into a pact, uh, a pact option for Cinderella?
1: Ooh, I no. mean, with the, I don't really see her taking like Pact of the Tome. I don't see that you know. happening. I don't see. I mean, we talked about they like the
0: warlocks, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I play a warlock in our main campaign. Yeah, so uh, I don't I, know. About I, you know about I love warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> we Back the we know the pack to
1: the chain is like the one thing we've been talking a lot. Like yeah. that's how
3: you get your animal tie in. Yeah, but we've done a good job setting that up already. <laughs> that's true. She does have her little pet mouse. Yes, yes. Has, like, we did. We did talk about that. Yeah, but the then the peace <laughs> becomes
1: almost like almost not necessarily because if the mouse becomes your pack's.
3: Where she could talk to other animals? Yeah, we talk to others, but yeah, I think I think the pact of the chain is really wasted. Yeah, on that because not. really she's gaining a new familiar. Yeah, and not her it's not other s- companion that she's had since. And yeah. like a familiar
0: is, is awesome, but they can always come back if they're yeah. And her whole thing is not to let something die, and that it's yeah, not really, really an funny. option for yeah. those to pass away. Yeah,
3: I mean,
0: and then pact of the blade,
3: I could see it, but I think... The glass sword being yeah. the packs? Yeah, I or could maybe see that. Can you pact a shield? I don't
1: That's think so. No, I think, so. I think it has to weapon. be a weapon.
3: It has to be a weapon, yeah.
1: yeah so I don't really see... Yeah, I don't see
3: the main of them being a very viable answer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if Cinderella were to say, I have an option at this joint to protect my allies with another cool feature, or to gain a weapon feature.
0: She would, would protect her allies. protect yes. the allies. I would, yeah. I would go yeah, with the So the, so the
1: last
3: her. level, going back into Paladin, yeah. finishing that off. With the I think so.
1: Sixth level of Paladin? Sixth yeah.
3: level Paladin, we get that Aura of Protection, so uh, that people, her allies within 10 feet of her, um, when they make a saving throw, they can add a bonus uh, equal to her charisma modifier, uh, and she has to be conscious in order to grant this bonus. Hopefully she gets. Yeah. If she stays up long enough. Well, I mean, I mean she, if she has, has a
1: gigantic uh, shield and full plate yeah. armor. I mean, it's going to be kind of hard, yeah. I would yeah. think.
3: Yeah, and actually, she she now has between uh, Asmar between Paladin and Warlock, she has three unique ways of healing. Yeah. Herself and her allies. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a that is a tough person to get hit points off of, you know? And have them, well, maybe not to get off of, but to <laughs> to have those hit points stay off of. Yeah.
1: Ooh, yeah. passive insight?
3: Hey. Um, I don't know, maybe we should talk about kind of the good spells that we can take. Uh, I don't know if we did that for... Uh, I don't think we did. For Snow White. Um, no but i think for uh no, we we
0: we did but we didn't have, there wasn't a lot for her for her bar because she was also very much like singing and related but we didn't have a lot of spells that we felt like she needed like we picked a couple cantrips i think and some some other spells yeah. but we didn't have to focus like we didn't have to look at smites or cure wounds uh, i think we added we added some healing stuff i believe yeah, uh, I'm not I'm sure we, sp- we didn't spend very much time on the spells.
3: Well, the good thing about uh, Paladin is that you can prepare your spells at the beginning of the yeah. day. Yeah, uh, you can choose. So you can choose which ones. I mean, probably Cure Wounds is definite. I would say that a, a like Maybe a Bless? Branding Smite or a a Wrathful Smite, uh, something like a Smite spell, might yes, be a benefit yeah. to have, and then a Magic
0: Weapon as a as a bonus action. Oh, oh Magic Weapon for sure. Uh, and they, I see, I see aid, I see bless. Yeah, sanctuary. I mean, aid is, is yeah, such a good. Cool sanctuary. sanctuary is always prepared yeah. for sanctuary. Yeah, uh, is always prepared. Sleep is always
3: prepared. The good thing about a branding smite too is that it does psychic damage. Ooh, ooh. No, radiant damage. No, that's another one. Is it Wrathful that does that? I can't remember. Yes, Wrathful does that. Yeah. But I mean, if we're doing a branding smite, then a lot of her stuff is radiant damage. Yep. So she is, like, the radiant... When she damage. does damage, it, you're going to feel it. It's yeah, instantly. and not uh, not a lot of creatures are immune to radiant damage, and in fact, a lot of undead are uh, susceptible to it. Uh, but yeah, those, I think those would fit. Um, I think maybe we should just touch a little bit on
0: what cantrips we could do as a... Uh, I feel like in the same manner we talked about um, her disguised self, The prestidigitation could be one as well, yeah. Because if she's always covered in muck and dirt, that's an easy way for her to just clean herself off, yeah. Show her true form.
3: Um, it's hard to give up an Eldritch Blast. (laughs) Tony Blake was trying not to slide the (laughs) mouse up towards Eldritch Blast, knowing what what Eldritch Blast does. It's hard to give it up. Uh, but what other what other cantrips could we take other than Eldritch Blast to go away from
0: that? Uh, taking that, a uh, booming booming blade. If she needed to use her sword as part of, is that so? I need I need that a little more described to me. Is that part of the attack action? Yes. Yeah, yeah. okay, yes. So yeah. so when she attacks, so she would still be able to bonus action something else with Correct.
3: that. Okay. okay. Yeah. The only unfortunate part of here it doesn't. Really matter, uh, but sometimes you have to weigh the benefits of um, of using your extra attack and using an attack cantrip. Oh, uh, because you can only use one. You yeah. can use one or the other. I see. What uh, you mean. And at eighth level, it might be more beneficial to use, use an extra second. attack, a second yeah. attack, because it might boost you up just like one more d8. Exactly. Uh, rather than doing the cantrip
2: mm-hmm.
3: um friends? friends that's what i was friends. thinking but yeah, friends. the only yeah. downside to friends i feel for her is that they become a little bit hostile yeah. after casting it uh, okay. um yeah a creature uh, let's see here prone to violence might attack you another creature might seek retribution in other ways at the dm's discretion Depends uh, on the nature of I your interaction that. with yeah. it. Like it depends on the,
2: your interaction with <laughs> I don't want to leave that up to you. <laughs> <laughs> and they kill you. It was a god. I could see uh sword burst.